Welcome into another edition of the Detroit Sports Betters Podcast, powered by our friends over at DraftKings Sportsbook. Bogey with you. We got Matt Kowalis coming on a little bit later on in this episode. Of course, Matt doing a great job with the NBA playoffs. Also has a few future bets to keep your eye on as well. And of course, we'll dive into a little bit of the U.S. Open action uh, going on out at Torrey Pines. So a lot that we are going to get into. Want to at least let you know, hey, DraftKings Sportsbook, not only my favorite sportsbook, but also America's top rated sportsbook. I love using it. My friends and family love using it. It's easy to navigate has plenty of instructions for new bettors and nearly limitless ways to get in on all the action. Okay, you can place a pre-tournament wager of $1 to be eligible to cash $100 in free credits if Bryson DeChambeau sinks a birdie this week. That's 100 to 1 odds on Bryson hitting a birdie during the tournament. 100 to 1 odds on an offer like this doesn't come around often. Sign up for DraftKings Sportsbook now to get in on all the action. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code DSB when you sign up to turn $1 into $100 in free credits if Bryson sinks a birdie this weekend. That's code DSB to turn $1 into $100 in free credits. For a limited time, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call the Michigan Department of Health and Human Services Gambling Disorder Helpline at 800-270-7117. 21 or older, Michigan-only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for full terms and conditions. And, of course, we can just start with the U.S. Open because – Obviously, there's going to be a ton of eyeballs on that, and there is so much intrigue. Bryson DeChambeau, the defending champion, the the runaway champion with the U.S. Open just last year, and there has been a ton of chatter over the last several weeks between him and Brooks Kepka. and Is this quote-unquote rivalry uh, or social media spat, whatever you want to call it, is it good for golf? Is it not? Either way, people are talking about it, and, you know, that's the biggest thing. And, you know, a guy like Brooks Kepka obviously always going to be up for a challenge and always up to, to really, I don't know, put, put words behind what he's going out there and saying and doing. And, you know, to me, he always backs it up. And that's the only thing you can ask for a guy who, if he's going to dish it out, make sure you go out there and back it up. And Brooks Kepka absolutely is capable of doing that. He's certainly somebody to watch. Bryson DeChambeau, always somebody to watch at an event like this. I think you can also point to a guy like Xander Shoffley, who this is his home course. And I know that's going to get a lot of play, but I look more so at his recent major success. He has performed incredibly well and is a guy who you just feel like, man, he's got to win one here sooner than later. And maybe this ends up being, you know, the tournament for him. But no doubt a guy that I'm going to be keeping my eye on a little bit off the beaten path. uh, And I have some different reasoning as to why I think he'll perform well. But Xander Shoffley, no doubt somebody I'll be watching throughout this entire weekend. One of the wild cards going into the U.S. Open is Jordan Spieth. Spieth has been unbelievable over the last several months, kind of revamping his game, his his mental approach, his breathing approach. I mean, whatever you want to point to, Jordan Spieth has just completely, I, I don't want to say gotten back to what he was because he, he takes exception to when people say that he's back. Cause, you know, it just, it is what it is. There's ebbs and flows throughout a career, but there's no doubt he's just kind of, he's figured something out. And, I wouldn't be surprised at all if he goes out there and competes and puts up some scores. And on Sunday, we're looking at Jordan Spieth inside that top 10 with a chance for a low round, you know, to potentially win uh, a U.S. Open. So just some of the names to keep an eye on. Obviously, some intrigue surrounding Matthew Wolf's return uh, to the U.S. Open after an incredible uh, debut at last year's U.S. Open, despite the collapse on Sunday. But Matthew Wolf kind of disappeared over the last several months. He 
talked about having some issues, you know, mentally and being away from home. And he just kind of needed to get himself right. And he opened up, actually, I think it was golf.com that had a great piece on him. And he was trying to figure out why the wins never felt as good as the losses felt as bad. And, you know, clearly a young dude, you know, new to the tour, new to traveling, new to this whole life and experience and pressure, I think, that comes uh, with the expectations that he has. But no doubt looking for Matthew Wolf to have uh, a nice weekend as well. Of course, uh, we can transition into the NBA playoffs and we're coming off of just in, in, in historic game on Wednesday evening. If you were able to tune in, I, I hope you didn't bet on Philadelphia because you probably woke up sick. If you did, uh, the Hawks outscoring Philly 69, 69 to 44 in the second half. Uh, including a late third quarter lead of 25 points. So Atlanta just destroying Philly 40 to 19 in that fourth quarter. Ben Simmons was terrible down the stretch. Joel Embiid missed a couple of free throws late that could have at least given them a chance to potentially tie the game. But the Atlanta Hawks go into Philadelphia, walk away with a win and a 3-2 series lead. Should be an excellent game six. And it looks like the lines are already out for that one. The Hawks, a three-point dog at home coming up on Friday against the Sixers. And, you know, I will say something like that happens. I got to believe that the the world is going to be on Philadelphia. And, you know, the line opened at one and a half. So clearly there's some money coming in on the Sixers. I, I, to me, you get shell-shocked like that. I'm taking the Sixers every day of the week to just respond and at least make game seven interesting. So I'd certainly look at Philadelphia, a, a bounce back game. A weird fourth quarter, an insane collapse, but wouldn't be surprised to see the Sixers bounce back in that one coming up again, Game 6 Friday in Atlanta. Uh, last night's, or excuse me, Wednesday's game on the West Coast was the Clippers and the Jazz. Clippers, of course, uh, without Kawhi Leonard, he might be out the rest of the series. You know, we'll find out. But Clippers rally together and get a huge Game 5 win in Utah, 119-111. to 111. That that Clippers line just kept moving up and up. They kept giving L.A. points. It got up to eight and a half, I believe, before tip. And, you know, that's just one where the points got so out of control with the Kawhi Leonard news. Take the points. And if you have to look away and you don't have much confidence in it, it fine. But the Clippers, I didn't expect them to win, but I did expect them to cover a pretty gutty performance. So by the Clips, Paul George at 37 uh, you know, Marcus Morris, 25 points. Reggie Jackson, whom my good, uh, my goodness, I despised when he was here, but 22 points for him. Just a huge performance uh, in place of Kawhi Leonard in that one. Of course, Thursday night's game, just one game on the docket, 8:30 tip. You got Game Six, Bucks at home as they take on the Brooklyn Nets, and the Nets are catching five and a half points in this one. After the unbelievable performance by Kevin Durant the other night, couldn't get 50 points, but had 49 points, what, 17 rebounds, 10 assists. I mean, he was sensational and, and quite frankly, unstoppable in that second half uh, to get that win and, and give Brooklyn the 3-2 series lead despite Kyrie Irving being out. So, you know, this is another one of those instances where, uh, yeah, okay, the line looks pretty iffy. But if I'm going to take a team, I'm going to take five and a half points against a team like the Brooklyn Nets, who are just supremely talented. So I would personally look at that number and just go, hey, take the points, hope for a close game, because the Nets are certainly capable of doing so. 
Um, I wouldn't be surprised if the Bucks win a close one, but anytime that you get up into the five and a half, almost six point range, I'm absolutely just going to grab those points, particularly when you're talking about, you know, a team uh, of the, the stature of the Brooklyn Nets with a guy like Kevin Durant coming off of that performance. Uh, looking ahead to Friday, we already, you know, take a, took a peek essentially at the Philly Atlanta game, game six, uh, in Atlanta, but, the other game, the nightcap of that one, will be back in Los Angeles. It'll be the Clippers and the Jazz. Game six, L.A. trying to close out Utah. And the Clippers are actually a two-point underdog at home. And I will say, as, as emotional as that rally was and as big a win as that was in Utah for the Clippers, I, I like Utah on this one. I, I think they go into L.A. and get a win. Not much of an atmosphere for the Clippers at home, unfortunately. And I would expect Utah to you know, actually take game seven. Uh, as well. So should be an interesting couple of days, couple of nights in the association. Look forward to watching it all. Hope that this has been entertaining for you guys, informative. I know Matt has done an unbelievable job breaking down individual matchups and just kind of things to look for. So we've had a lot of fun with it as well. And of course, we want to thank our friends over at DraftKings Sportsbook who have powered this entire thing, you know, been the presenting sponsor and just been a great partner uh, for, you know, an extended period of time and multitude of projects. So DraftKings Sportsbook, again, guys, if you don't have it, check it out. Incredible interface, great app. And, of course, they always have tremendous offers at DraftKings Sportsbook. I uh, want to also go ahead and mention, as we're getting ready for the weekend, if you're looking for something to drink, something to relax, something to have some fun with, Coppercraft Distillery has these incredible canned cocktails, okay? So, you know, no longer do you have to worry about going and buying a liter of, of you know, pop, and then you got to get your, your vodka or your gin or whatever it is, limes and all this no copper craft takes care of it all okay their specialty craft can cocktails are tremendous and you don't have to do any of the work they come perfectly canned they're in these bronze cans that just <laughs> they really look cool if you want to pour them over ice go right ahead but they have a ton of different flavors including moscow mule they have my personal favorite which is actually the rum punch uh is always tremendous they have a whiskey lemonade that really, really um, is a refreshing drink, especially in a hot summer night. Make sure you just check them out. You know, you're going to get some drinks for the weekend. Look for the, the copper cans, these canned cocktails that Coppercraft is doing. They really are delicious, and they just make it so, so simple, uh, especially for the summer. Coppercraft canned cocktails, again, guys, make sure you just try them out and see. I know everyone's all in on these seltzers and all that, and that's fine. These canned cocktails take that to the next level, and you don't want to miss out on it. Coppercraft Distillery, just an unbelievable local company that we want to support as well. Without further ado, obviously, good luck to everyone this weekend. We'll go ahead and get to Matt Wallace with an incredible breakdown of the NBA playoffs, individual matchups, and, of course, some future bets that you want to keep an eye on. Hey, what's up, everyone, and welcome back to the Detroit Sports Betters podcast. I am your host, Matt Kowalas, and today is June 17th. Thursday, and today we are going to be looking over one NBA game, uh, which is the Brooklyn Nets against the Milwaukee Bucks. But I will also be covering Friday's games, which is the uh, Philadelphia 76ers going to Atlanta against the Hawks. And then we will have the Utah Jazz going to Los Angeles to face the Clippers after uh, both teams lost, Philadelphia lost and Utah lost in upset fashion. And then a little bit later, we will talk about a couple NFL futures. 
Um, I want to get you guys some of those future bets now before they start to change, because as we get closer to the NFL season, a lot of people will be taking some of these bets. So I want to get them to you early. So if you are a futures player, you can get those out and you can get those bets locked in. Okay. So as always, this podcast is brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook, which is our number one partner. And we greatly appreciate them. If you did not get into the U S open DFS tournament this time, I really hope you do next time because come NFL season. I'm hoping we can get some DFS tournaments of about 1,000, 2,000 people. I don't think that's that far off. I think it's a pretty plausible goal. We just got to get more people into it, more people into these tournaments, and we need to prove to DraftKings that we can get these filled. Okay. Detroit is one of the best sports markets in the world, and we need to prove that. We are trying to put Detroit on the map. So let's get it going. All right. So recapping last week, you know, I, uh, I gave out a Suns the Phoenix Suns pick. And I believe I gave out maybe a Clippers pick last week. Tough to remember, but I do know for a fact that I went heavy into the UFC card, the UFC card. We ended up going four and one, which was great. We gave that Brandon Moreno pick who is a member of Serenity Medical CBD. And he won in that upset fashion. I wish I would have told you guys submission because that was a plus 1000 bet. But at the end of the day, he still was a plus 188 underdog. And we hit on that and I hit on three other there's the only one that I did not hit on was that Paul Craig fight. I think that was the gentleman's name, Paul Craig. But uh, that fight, I definitely put out a red flag on it, too. That was one of those fights where when there's two fighters who are very new to the UFC, they haven't had that many professional fights and there's not that much tape. It's tough to decipher who really is going to win and what the method of victory is going to be. Both of those guys are newer in the UFC. Um and yeah, it's just like fights like that, they can easily go to the underdog, especially when there's not that much tape on them. And uh, that's what happened. That's what happened. It was a submission victory. But either way, we went four and one on that. It was another solid day. We've been absolutely rolling. If you were uh, tuned into my YouTube video last night, we went five and four. So nothing crazy. But after yesterday, I believe now we are. So we've been five and four. So that's 47 and 26 on uh, since since the playoffs started. So looking to keep that going today. Um, I think as we go on, more and more people are picking up on my strategy, how I kind of attack slates and stuff like that. I really don't sway from how I go at games. It's the same thing day in, day out. And that's also because I feel like if you switch your strategy as you go, you're not going to be as confident as a player and your results are just going to be mixed. They're going to be all over the place. Um, I think I'm pretty steady and pretty confident because I mean, whole playoffs, we've been around 65%. And that's because I, again, I have a strategy. I stick to it day in, day out, betting singles. And that's what I recommend for you as well. You know, if we have a three and one, like uh, the day before the five and four day, we went three and one, you know, if you go three and one, you should never have a losing day. You know, you shouldn't be parlaying all those. And honestly, that's a day wasted because a three in one day is a great day. And then again, you go to the next day, it's five and four, not as profitable. So again, I can understand like a two game parlay or something like that, but you shouldn't be putting all four of them together. You should more, more or less focus on those singles. Okay. So before we get into these games, guys, we are on Apple and Spotify. As you know, you're probably listening on one. If you could give us a like, give us a review, you know, give us a recommendation. That's how these grow. A lot of work goes into this from myself, Mike Sullivan and Kyle Bogenschutz. And we would really appreciate some word of mouth reviews or leaving reviews on Apple. You know, like I said, they go a long way. 
And again, this proves to DraftKings that, you know, this group is very involved. We do like the content that uh, we're putting out and stuff. like, And we've been successful, you know. So any help is greatly appreciated. We do put a lot of time into this. And like I've always said, we try and give you guys the best information possible. So with that being said, let's get into tonight's game. Uh, which is the Brooklyn Nets heading to Milwaukee against the Bucks. Currently, that is a minus six spread for the Bucks, and the over under for that game is two twenty. Okay, for me, I am going to be going Bucks minus six, and here's why: Kevin Durant played an unbelievable, unbelievable performance. I posted on Facebook about it in the Detroit Sports Betters group. The over thirty three point five, the over eight point five rebounds, and I had the Brooklyn plus two point five. The reason I had that was because, for one, Kevin Durant is the type of player when he has a good game, like 35-plus, he's being aggressive. Go and look at his rebounds. His rebounds coincide with big games and how aggressive he is. Tonight, I don't believe that's going to happen. Putting out 48 minutes, playing the entire game, having 49 points, uh, what was it, like 16 rebounds, something crazy. He had that triple-double, just a legendary performance on, on all counts. I think that they are going to more so lean to rest KD a little bit, rest James Harden a little bit. Don't get me wrong. They're never going to give up the game. But if this gets out of hand a little early or Milwaukee jumps up into a lead, I don't see the same thing happening. I think they will rest KD. I think they will rest James Harden. And especially with a hamstring injury, if you guys have followed sports and stuff like that, you know how naggy hamstring injuries can be. They can flare up at any moment. It's just one of those injuries where you think you're good and bam, you're back on the bench because that you pulled it again. So I think they're going to exercise caution here. And with that being said, I like the Bucks minus six. In turn, I also like the over 220. I think the Bucks are really going to get out and run. And then the same thing with Brooklyn. Brooklyn doesn't play the best defense in the world. And... I still think they'll, they're going to be able to score. I expect better things from like the Joe Harris, the James Hardens. Um, but yeah, I don't expect this one to be that close. I think the Nets may be looking more so to game seven. And uh, just because of the pure output that KD had, the pure output that James Harden had, it, it's a lot. You know what I mean? The, the, the two combined for 94 minutes and they could, they very well could be looking to game seven. And uh, just the way that KD played, you can't expect another 49-point game from him. So because of that, I'm going to be going with the Bucks minus six, the over 220. And then the player prop that I like, again, you guys know, is Drew Holiday. I love Drew Holiday, over 18.5 points. This guy can get this very easily. He would have hit his player prop last game uh, if it wasn't for one. Um, he got in foul trouble early as a point guard. He was he had three fouls with like six minutes left to go at the half, and that sucks. So he had to sit the rest of the half. And then at the end of the game, it was really weird. It, they made no sense to me, and I felt like the Bucs deserved to lose that game because why in the world are you inbounding to Giannis to run all the way up the court, who is your worst free throw shooter, who is your potentially your worst jump shooter on your team? Like, you need to run a set where so you get it to Drew, get it to Middleton, run it up, run a quick pick and roll with Giannis. Like I get it. And the NBA can be an egotistical game with superstars, but that should not be the man bring, bringing the ball up the court at that point in time. And I thought the Bucks gave the game away there with that decision. That was very stupid. Um, so yes, Drew Holiday over 18.5 points on DraftKings Sportsbook 
or DraftKings, uh, DraftKings Sportsbook has the player performance doubles. If you haven't been checking those out, like if you're very confident that a team is going to win and you like a player to get a certain amount of points, like I do Drew Holiday getting 19 plus points, Drew Holiday getting 19 plus points and the Bucks win is plus 150 on DraftKings Sportsbook. And I like that. So that's something I'm going to be playing tonight. Um, I'm going to be going with Drew Holiday. You guys have heard me talk about Drew Holiday all year. I love Drew Holiday. He's a versatile player. I love his points, rebounds, assists almost every time. It's probably at 30.5 again. But tonight, I'm just going to be looking for the points just because of that player performance double. Okay, so that that game is tonight. And, uh, again, that pick is Bucks minus 6, over 220, and then the Drew Holiday over 18.5. You can do the regular one, or you can do the player performance double. Okay, and then now – Looking to Friday's games, these are going to be some interesting games just because both underdogs won with the Atlanta Hawks coming back from 31 points down. And then the Utah Jazz, they just kind of, I'm sorry, the Los Angeles Clippers after Kawhi went down with potentially a torn ACL, which is absolutely devastating. But um, shout out the Clippers. They, they came out hot and they never looked back. So kind of a different story from the Philly Hawks game um, with the Clippers just jumping out and just honestly, Marcus Morris playing well, Reggie Jackson playing well, uh, you know, Paul George, he had another, he had a sick game, which he stepped up big time, but, uh, but yeah, let's get into those games. Cause I want to give you those picks as well. And we're going to be starting with the uh, 76ers at the Atlanta Hawks which that one is the Atlanta Hawks at home and they are getting three points for me. I am going to be going Philly minus three. I think this is a big bounce back spot. You know, I, I expect uh, the 76ers to be very embarrassed. I mean, that was extremely embarrassing. I don't know what they were doing, how they let off the gas like that. Tobias Harris and Ben Simmons did absolutely nothing. The only ones who did anything were Seth Curry and Joel Embiid. So because of that, I like Philly minus three. This is the better team. Um, I don't think they're the deeper team, but I think they're better defensively and they're just better overall. When you have Joel Embiid, you're the better team. And I expect big, big things from Embiid in this game. So again, I like Philly minus three. I like the under 221.5. Um, this is going to be a gritty dog fight. You know, both teams are going to want this game. Philly desperately needs this, this game. So I think defense is going to be very high. Um, again, Philly minus three under 221.5. I think Embiid will be a big focus. The point prop for that has not been released, but I just wanted to point that out because I think Embiid could have an enormous game. And then another person that I'm going to like is Tobias Harris, because for one, when players have bad games like that, their point prop tends to go down. And then two, when they have a bad game like that, you can almost always expect a bounce back because you guys have heard me talk about this before. There are mismatches with Ben Simmons and Tobias Harris in the post. And I think they need to execute that a little more because in reality, that's an easy way to go get a bucket. If your team needs it, run that pick and roll, get the switch that you want and go post up so you can get that bucket when you need. They just got out of themselves. They need to slow the game down a little bit and kind of got get back into their pick and roll offense and uh, take advantage of, the, of some of those mismatches. So for Friday's game, again, I like Philly minus three. I like the under 221.5, and then I would keep an eye out for Joel Embiid and Tobias Harris, their point props, okay? And then going to the second game of that Friday NBA slate, we have the Jazz, and I have the Jazz minus two in a key bounce-back spot, and then over 
220. Okay. In this last game, um, Donovan Mitchell struggled a little bit. You guys uh, saw he was kind of forcing the shots as they were trying to come back and they just really weren't close. A couple, like one hit the backboard, one hit the side of the rim. You could only keep Donovan Mitchell down for so long though. So other than the jazz minus two in the over 220, I love the Donovan Mitchell points. And again, this isn't released yet. So I don't know what his point prop will be. Maybe 32.5. It would be my guess. And with that, you can also run a player performance double. Uh, and with the spread being as close as minus two, that player performance double could actually be pretty good. It'd be like a plus 150, plus 175, maybe more, maybe more because of Donovan Mitchell's last game. But that will be something that I will be looking to as well, which be, will be the Donovan Mitchell points or the player performance double. Okay. And then to recap those NBA picks. So starting with today, we have the Bucks minus six over 220 in that game. And then I have the Drew Holiday over 18.5 points or that player performance double. Looking to Friday's games, I have Philly minus three under 221.5. And then keep an eye out for Joel Embiid and Tobias Harris. The second game on that Friday slate, I have the Utah Jazz minus two over 220. And then again, keep an eye out for Donovan Mitchell points and the Donovan Mitchell player performance double. Okay, and we are starting to get to that time where these games are going to be heating up. And I just wanted to point something out because this is predictable stuff. When you look at Kevin Durant and when you look at Paul George, I mean, I feel like an idiot because I always do this. I like to do like some um, some point parlays with players and stuff like that. And uh, the other day I started off with a Kevin Durant 40 point night i started with a 14 rebound night and three threes which all hit and then i get too damn greedy and i put joe harris that bum in there or i'll put someone like i don't know you know and i did the same thing paul george last night i had 35 points i had 12 rebounds and that was my start and then i had marcus morris 15 i had reggie jackson 15 and then um of course i got too greedy and i did rudy gobert 14 rebounds so, yeah, I got I, I even have a problem with that. Like I said, I'll always do singles, but then I always like I'll, I love doing like a twenty dollar big parlay. You know what I mean? Who doesn't? Who doesn't? But the rest are generally singles and I got to work on not getting so greedy. But again, I am excited for these. And like what like I was saying, these are predictable, like for tomorrow, not necessarily tonight, like tonight. Yeah, I could expect a big game from Giannis, but looking to tomorrow, I'd be bigger on Joel Embiid to have a huge game like you could do with like 35 points 12 rebounds something like that bet a small amount you know but these are the situations where these players go off kd tie series back against the wall paul george tie series back against the wall after Kawhi just got hurt so look to their biggest players the playoffs are where the biggest players are going to get the volume it's not like the regular season they don't fuck around all it is the, the best player is going to get the ball in their hands. If they don't have the ball in their hands, it's because of the player and no one else. The, that player is soft. So I expect Embiid to have a very big game, and I expect Donovan Mitchell to have a very big game. And that's why those two are my highlights, because those are the captains of the team, and this is the situation where they need to show up. Okay? So just wanted to highlight that real quick. And then let's go to some NFL futures. Again, like I said, these odds change as you get closer to, see, to the season if another weapon comes in or something like that. So I just wanted to highlight these real quick because I just have two plays that I really liked when I was looking at drafting 
uh, Sportsbook, and you go to NFL, and then you go to NFL future odds, okay? The first one that I like is Matthew Stafford over 4,700.5 yards. Okay, that's minus 112 on DraftKings. And when you go and you look back at the 2020, 2019, 2018 season with Jarrett Goff, in the 2018 season and the 2019 season, Jarrett Goff was only off on that number from about 70 yards. Okay, and then when you're comparing Jarrett Goff and Matt Stafford, I mean, we all know how much better Matt Stafford is, the arm talent that he has, the accuracy that he has. He has Robert Woods. He has Cooper Cup. You know, they have a good run game as well. They have a good defense that can actually get turnovers and give them the ball more. So Matt Stafford is in a completely different situation. And if to me, if Jared Goff missed that by 70 yards, I think Matt Stafford should crush that. I would expect him to get closer to the 5,000 yard range. Um, just because of like Sean McVay too, he is a coach who he, he goes off his personnel and he knows Matthew Stafford's arm talent. I've never, like, there are very, very few quarterbacks that you can see pick apart a cover to like Matt Stafford. You know, when he sees that hole, he has the arm talent to get it in between that gap, just like the Patty Mahomes in the world. You know, I get that some people are bitter towards Stafford, but I'm not exactly sure why. Um, but he gave everything he could to this Lions franchise, and I expect him to go off and do great things for the Rams. I love them to win their division. Um, I love the Matthew Stafford over 4,700.5 yards. That's minus 112 on DraftKings Sportsbook. And then I also like the Matt Stafford MVP, which is plus 1,600. You guys have to remember, too, that the MVP also comes down to a narrative. You know, it has to be a good story as well. That's, that's what the people like. That's what ESPN likes. That's what the NFL likes. And what better story than Matt Stafford going to over to the Rams his first year and just absolutely killing it. Um, that's plus 600 on DraftKings Sportsbook. And this one, I actually didn't write this down, but I did put a bet on it and people are going to think I'm crazy. And I totally understand. But I put 40 bucks down on um, Jordan Love to win the NFL MVP, which is, I think it's like 12,500 12, to one, something like that. But either way, I put 40 bucks down. And uh, God, I can't remember what the odds were, but I put 40 bucks down to win around 6,000. Okay. And I know I get it. It's a ridiculous, it's a ridiculous bet. And I understand, but think about it this way. Aaron Rodgers probably isn't going back to the green Bay Packers. Devonte Adams is a, is a great number one receiver. They still have Aaron Jones. They have a ton of talent. It has the storyline with Aaron Rodgers. Say he leaves and then Jordan love comes in, say he takes him to 11 games, say he has 4,700 yards passing, say he has 30 touchdowns and 12 interceptions. I don't know. That might be MVP caliber or close to it. So it's just something to think about because what's going to happen is if Aaron Rodgers goes to another team and Jordan Love has announced that as the starting quarterback, those odds are going to drop tremendously. So I just got it. I just got ahead of the game. I took them while I could. I mean, I get it. I get it. It's it's a long shot for a reason. But for 40 bucks to win like six grand, <laughs> I'll give that a shot. I'll give that a shot. Think about it, too, like with Patty Mahomes, the year he won MVP. It's, I mean, it was same but different because, I mean, Alex Smith was traded. And if you were paying attention to Patrick Mahomes, you understood how good he was because he started in that Week 17 game against the Denver Broncos. And I remember that because the Chiefs were, um, I think, like minus three or they I can't recall if they were uh, 
giving up points or getting points. But I remember I hammered that because I knew who Patrick Mahomes was. I knew how talented he was. Jordan Love is a very talented quarterback as well. He was very highly rated coming out of the draft. We just haven't seen that much of him because, I mean, he's behind Aaron Rodgers. So that's understandable. So that's just something like I like to take stuff like that. It's great odds. I'm basically predicting what I think is going to happen, and I'm just taking a shot on it. You know, so um, even if you don't take that bet, it's just a way of thinking. You know what I mean? You can see like, okay, this player is sitting out here. So this guy's going to take his spot. And now if he does go, then he has a tremendous opportunity. You know what I mean? So it's just kind of taking advantage of the odds while you can. So I got two more plays for you and they're both from the same team. And the first one is it's with the Tennessee Titans. Okay. And now that the Tennessee Titans have Julio Jones, they have AJ Brown on one side, they have Julio Jones on the other. They have Ryan, Ryan Tannehill at quarterback and who, again, you've heard me say this. He's a great deep ball quarterback. He's a good play action quarterback. He can move well on his feet. So they're over under in drafting Sportsbook is 9.5 wins. And I like the over one because this season now has 17 games. You got to remember that they added a game this year. So 9.5 wins with 17 games. So that basically they have to go 10 and seven, which, yeah, I could definitely see that with the Tennessee Titans, with AJ Brown, Julio Jones and Derrick Henry as the running back. You know, with all those things that I just said, the deep ball, the, the speed, the receivers, maybe the best running back in football, the play action, the feet of Ryan Tannehill, that is going to be a really dangerous offense. And one thing in particular that makes it so dangerous is you can no longer stack the box against Derrick Henry. Dude, he's been putting up these numbers while people are stacking the box and they can't do that anymore. So like for me, Derek, and you guys will hear me while uh, we're going to do a podcast about fantasy and stuff like that. And I'm a very good fantasy player. Like I said, I started everything in DFS, but this moves to me, Derek Henry's a top three fantasy running back now because you can't stack the box on him. He was putting these numbers up with a stacked box. Yeah, maybe they'll pass a little bit more, but it's not like they were gun shy last year or the year prior. They were never gun shy about anything. They just, they have a scheme and they stick with it. And, and Vrabel knows that. Mike Vrabel knows how to handle this team. He's making the moves necessary. So yeah, I am very, very excited for the Tennessee Titans this year. I think they're going to be a very fun team to watch. And again, their over under for wins on DraftKings Sportsbook is 9.55 wins. I like the over and think about it this way too. The Texans are projected to be the worst team in the league. They face them twice. So that could be two wins potentially right there. The Jacksonville Jaguars are also projected to be a bottom five team in the league. They face them twice. So hypothetically, they could have four wins just from the division. And then the other team in the division is the Indianapolis Colts, which I expect them to split potentially. So that's five wins right there. So you need five more. Yes, they have the 13th toughest schedule within uh, the NFL. But again, dude, we're talking about Julio Jones, A.J. Brown, and Derrick Henry with a good defense and a solid quarterback. So, yeah, I like that over 9.5 wins. And then again, the other bet that I wanted to add to that was I like the Tennessee Titans plus 110 to win that division. Again, the Texans are in that division. The Jaguars are in that division. And then the Colts come in at plus 105. The Colts only come in at plus 105 because, one, they have a good run game with Jonathan Taylor. They have a very, very good defense. But Carson Wentz is that quarterback. Yeah, I think he can 
be better? Is he going to be better than Phil? I don't know. I don't know. That's a good question. I hope, I hope he bounces back well, but even if he bounces back well, I think the Titans are the better team here. The Titans have, I mean, they both have good run game, but I'll take Derrick Henry over Jonathan Taylor, even though I do really enjoy Jonathan Taylor. I think he has a bright future. If you had him on your fantasy squad last year, you got really lucky, but it was a good pick. You know, that's just what happens. Marlon Mack went down toward his Achilles and then boom, he went from a guy who's getting 10 to 15 carries a game to a guy who's getting 20 to 30 carries a game. And that's, that's how that stuff can happen. And that's how uh, winning fantasy teams occur. But again, that is why I like Tennessee over the Indianapolis Colts Um, and the Titans. Again, like the Colts are a new team, you know, they haven't had all this time with Carson Wentz and T Y Hill, you know, to gel the, the Titans had the only new person coming in is Julio. And that's a pretty nice new person to have come in. So once again, I like the Titans to win that division at plus 110. And then I like the over 9.5 wins for the Tennessee Titans. Okay. So again, wanted to give you guys some future picks. The NFL honestly is my bread and butter. Um, I finished that last year at about 61% uh, betting spreads and betting over-unders. I really didn't do player props in that one um, because I was in one of those, those leagues. But um, but yeah, to go over everything one last time today, not going to do any UFC stuff today just because it's a fight night. I'll really only hit the UFC, um, the main card or the, the big events like the UFC 263 or when UFC 264 comes. But um, again, uh, I'm not going to go over every single play today just because there's, there's so many. I always recap everything, but I'll recap my NFL ones, which was Matt Stafford over 4,700.5 yards at minus 112 on DraftKings. Matt Stafford MVP at plus 1,600. Titans plus 110 to win the division and Titans over 9.5 wins. So those are my NFL ones. If you want the NBA ones, you can just flip back a little bit. And those are the picks for today, guys. Uh, as always, I hope you enjoyed the Detroit Sports Betters podcast. Me, uh, myself, Kyle Bogenschutz, and Mike Sullivan work very hard on this every week, and we truly, truly appreciate your support. You know, within um, within the NBA, and this does include one four and one night with the UFC. Um, I am forty seven and twenty six now, which is pretty good, guys. I, I believe. A lot of people have been very profitable on this. I appreciate you guys coming in my DMs and letting me know and essentially just thanking thanking us for doing this. And, you know, we thank you for being a part of it as well. So as always, if you could give us a like, give us a review, um, recommend us to some friends because that's how we grow this stuff. And I think we're going to have some good athlete interviews going forward. We got to, we got some stuff in the works. So, yeah, let's have a good Thursday, guys. Um, good luck on all of your bets. As always, if you have not checked us out on Facebook, we are Detroit Sports Betters on Facebook. We are Detroit Sports Betters on Instagram. We are Detroit Betters on Twitter. We have the YouTube channel, Detroit Sports Betters, where I uh, post videos three times a week with picks and plays. And then we also have this podcast. So we are hitting all the avenues. And don't forget the Discord. The Discord is awesome. It's just people chatting, talking plays. You got injury news. You got polls. You got everything. So let's keep this group growing. Um, Continue to join these DFS tournaments. And we really appreciate you. And one last time, let's shout out DraftKings Sportsbook for giving us this opportunity. So thank you as always, guys. Let's keep these wins going. And let's have a good Thursday and Friday. All right? Thanks, guys. Have a good one. I am out.